0: Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all over the internet, and welcome to 315 Hockey Live, the show dedicated to the hockey scene in Central New York, brought to you by 315hockey.com and powered by My Little Falls. I'm Scott Kinville, and I gotta tell you, this has been one interesting week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anybody who watches our show regularly knows that uh, I wasn't here last night. Um,
1: I I needed to record that intro so I could have just played that
0: you know what I, I i kind of expected you to but that's <laughs> it i didn't think of it you know that's uh no my uh, my full-time job called me away so um I'm going to bring in the guy who, before I bring our guests in, I want to bring in the guy, our, our co-host now. He's now got a new <laughs> yeah, title. No. He, he was our producer. Yeah. Now he's our co-host, the guy who's going yeah. after my job, <laughs> but who pulled my biscuits out of the fire, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dave the Save Warner. Dave, how are you? Ya? You
1: know, the Chamber was just here doing a podcast, and they called me the executive producer. So,
0: you know. Oh, I now mean, you want to. Now you're demoting me or what? You know. <laughs> no, because I, <laughs> I, I just, you, you co-host. Okay, That's better than executive right. producer. All right. All right. You know, yeah. you're, you're on-air talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Uh, and speaking of on-air talent, I want to bring in our guest. So, as you know, 315 Hockey, we cover every hockey level in Central New York. We cover a lot of the teams, everybody all the way around. And one of the teams in our region is the Oswego State Lakers. So, with us today is the man who has got the lowdown on everything Oswego State hockey. He is Mr. Zach K. Zach, how are you? Good. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for fitting me in uh, during the class schedule. I really appreciate it. Well, I got to tell you, I, I appreciate you being so flexible because impatient. Uh, because I, you know, I, like I said, last night was kind of a, a messed up situation, and we we, we kind of got through everything. So, so
1: Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, uh, currently I'm a senior at uh, Oswego State. I'm a technology education major, and I do a little bit with the media stuff. Uh, I, I work for the Oswegonian, the multimedia editor there. Also uh, work uh, as a sports writer specifically with the Oswego State men's hockey team, also with the women's hockey team. Uh, and I've worked for really three years with those uh, programs, uh, doing a lot of different projects, work some TV, also doing radio now this season. So it's been a lot of fun, and these uh, – these programs are great. Two uh, amazing programs. The coaching staffs are really amazing, and uh, it's, a, it's a fun time uh, watching some hockey games in the Marana Campus Center.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome job you got. I mean, that, that really is. Uh, and you, you know what? You're much better than Pierre McGuire. Behind the glass, I'll tell well, you. Well, <laughs> hey,
1: I appreciate that. That means a lot. It means a lot. <laughs> you
0: know, that's. But no, that that really is cool. And you know, you, you mentioned the Murano Campus Center. Uh, that is actually a gorgeous arena. That really is. And uh, there's an interesting name that made a quite a significant donation to that arena, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So now it's called the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. Uh, she was our president at SUNY Oswego, the alumni association. I think through some college board was able to rename it uh, the Convocation Hall and after her and she's an amazing person did a lot to the campus she was the reason why that arena was built and that campus center was built uh it's had a lot of names over the years they called it the wheelhouse before of course they used to play back in the romney field house uh, but ever since moving over to central campus it's really the highlight uh of that campus and of our campus and it's a great spot it's uh it's amazing to watch hockey game in there i I'm from uh, the Rochester area, so I, I compare it really to RIT and the Gene Polisseni Center. Uh, sure. But it's up there in places to play hockey and also watch a game.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And there was also a very famous broadcaster who went to us, so we go, uh, Steve Levy.
1: Yeah, good old Steve Levy. Uh, trying to, I have not met Steve Levy yet. I'm trying to work on that still. But, uh, yeah, the press box is an amazing place to call a hockey game as well. The Perch, uh, where they do uh, the TV uh, pre-game show, intermission report is also on a nice spot overlooking the arena. So uh, we have it all. Uh, very thankful and uh, grateful for the opportunities we have uh, through uh, SUNY Oswego.
0: Awesome. Very awesome. And I like those those colors. They always remind me of the Minnesota North Stars, which I always
1: loved. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, green and gold. Uh, I never was a green and gold guy, but I've slowly uh, turned into one. So yeah. it works now. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> sort of a job requirement, but that's all right. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you what, buddy, let's talk about some hockey here. Let's start with the men's team. So they are currently ranked 13th in the country. Uh, once again, you got a really good team up there. But before we go into this season, let's just recap last season a little bit. Uh, they finished with an 18-7-1 overall record, and they were 12-3-1 in the SUNY AC, which is the conference that Oswego State plays in. So give us a little quick rundown on that.
1: Yeah, so the SUNYAC conference is uh, it's one of the toughest conferences I like to I'd like to say in, in Division three hockey, but overall the Lakers did a solid job of continuing and bouncing back after that year that they missed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. They weren't allowed to practice. They weren't allowed to meet as a team, be on the ice together. That that did really put them uh, behind the eight ball, I felt, last season going into it. They started out 0-2 against Hobart, Elmira College, uh, but rebounded nicely in the SUNYAC conference, was unable to get over the hump of that SUNY Geneseo squad down in Rochester, but Overall, it was, a, it was a good season. It was one of those bounce-back years. They had plenty of new players. I think it was 20-something new players joining that team since 2019-20 into uh, last year. And overall, a good, uh, solid leadership core as well. And, yeah, didn't really get the job done in terms of getting into that conference play and finishing out, getting the job done. Uh, they missed the tournament due to at-large situations. It really was uh, against the eight ball for them, too, after... Uh, the postseason in the playoffs, but uh, they did a solid job. And it was a building year overall, and I think this year is going to be even better uh, for the men's team. Oh, absolutely. And
0: you know what? People don't realize just how long-lasting the effects of having to, to cancel seasons because of COVID and or shorting seasons. And there was all kinds of ripple effects between recruiting and, and everything else that goes along with it. So hopefully that will never happen again. Let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. It was, it was really weird to see uh, walking through – the campus center, walking through uh, the ice rink. There was no ice on that that rink uh, through all of oh. that academic year, back in my sophomore year of college. But overall, they, they bounced bounce back really well. I think they did a solid job working with what they had last year and unfortunately didn't get those keys and get that, that conference victory. But overall, it was still that building year. And it's something that I've already seen heading into this year. They've been doing a solid job uh, right off the get-go. Uh, they say it, that, that they're a faster team and they're moving forward. And their strides ahead of where they were last year, and I think that's something that they're going to see this weekend uh, in their games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you know what? Let's talk about this year because last year was last year, and that's over. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, that works for me. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Uh, again, like I said, you guys are ranked 13th by the USCHO, uh, which is which is excellent, and it just really it it just adds the overall quality that we have here in central new york for hockey because i mean it, it i've always said that central new york really is the hidden hockey gem of the hockey world that's just my own biased opinion living here but that's you know anyways let's talk about it so you guys are two oh 0 so far uh let's see i'm looking at it right now so you had stevenson and you had carlton place uh looks like pretty uh, convincing victories too three three to one you beat stevenson two, you beat carlton so you got hobart college up next what, who are some of the key uh, players that have returned for Oswego this season?
1: Uh, in terms of really those key players, uh, they returned a, a net miner in Eric Green and Richie Perron, two net miners returning in the, de- uh, in the goaltending core. Uh, and really in the whole defensive core, most are returning. I think they added one player in Drake Semrad, but overall those five defensemen are returning. Uh, Captain Ryan Bunka is also returning for his graduate year, has plenty of experience on the back line. Uh, in that defensive core. Quinn Warmuth is another guy that comes a name. He had a really solid uh, preseason with two assists against Stevenson University. So those are some of the guys on the defensive side. Up front, Tyler Flack, uh, Alex DiCarlo, returning for his senior year. He's been around since the 2019-20 season, uh, along with the Bull Brothers. Uh, some new ads, really. Uh, Daniel Calabufo, who played for Holy Cross, also a West Jenny product, another local 315 kid. He started to make his impact after two preseason games. Uh, and I guess I, I don't want to miss any, but there's a lot of <laughs> names really on that offensive side that will be in and out of the lineup. Uh, and that's one thing that Coach Ed Gozick really said a lot is they have a lot of pieces up front, and that's one thing that I've noticed over the years is there's plenty of guys. It's more committee. It's a committee-based thing. That's the word I'm looking for, and right. that's how the scoring gets done.
0: So in other words, he's going to be really looking to, to roll four lines, really.
1: Oh yeah, they they roll four lines almost every game. I I've rarely seen him uh, shift back to a three line basis. They have the depth where they can roll four lines up top.
0: Awesome, that is awesome. And I'll tell you, I mean, goaltending is the key. It, it really is. If you don't have solid goaltending, you know it, it can make it. Yeah, you can win set game seven to six and eight to seven, and it's really fun to watch. But <laughs> but if you can't get that timely save every once in a while, it looks like you guys got that on lockdown. Uh, key losses. Who's graduated from the team that's going to be missing this year?
1: Uh, Travis Browman was the captain of last season, really the heart and soul of the team. Uh, he, he did a solid job up front, he was the leading points getter, but also that heart and soul. He played a 200 foot game. Josh LeBlanc is another player that comes to mind. He was on the captain's list, another 200 foot player, heavy hitter, penalty killer. Uh, in the net, the starter, Steven Kozakowski, uh, an- an- another uh, 315 product from Liverpool. He went on and graduated, he was uh. He was a good netminder, another guy that uh, that really kept the Lakers defensively sound and calm in the defensive zone. And that's something that moving into this year, I guess one of my keys is what is the goaltending situation with two guys returning, one with more experience than the other, but also a really solid Cal Schell uh, freshman uh, coming in from the Flim Flam Bombers up in Canada. So that's, that's awesome. another guy. Uh, it's an awesome name, uh, awesome Canadian name. Uh, but that's another guy where it's like we don't really know on the media side who's starting this weekend, but it's also up to grabs in terms of my eyes of the starting job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you're right. Flimflon. There. So, and it's the home of Bobby Clark. And so, see, I didn't know that. But yeah.
1: the Flimflon Bombers yeah. uh, is a is a it, nice name to really uh, – It's so classic. To. I always but like the Shakurabee yeah,
0: Cucumbers too
1: in <laughs> the Quebec yeah, Major Junior fun, Hockey uh, League. Uh, it was fun following him last stop, year. Stop, Scott. Stop. After, <laughs> after, after we knew, but
0: <laughs> well, that's what we, we had to get Dave a shakudami cucumbers here. Now that's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had talked about that. Yeah, yep, yeah, pretty much. So overall, uh, Zach, what would you say some of the big strengths for this Oswego State team are?
1: Uh, After two games of preseason, it's that physicality. Their their game plan is gritty. Lakers hockey equals grittiness, and that's one thing that I've seen over the past three years is that hockey team knows how to play the physicality side of the game, but also adding speed. I think that's one thing that they missed last year, and they will say it to you. They missed that speed last year against teams like SUNY Geneseo, maybe like Utica University, some of those top-ranked teams, but they brought that in with those transfers, with some of their freshman players too. Uh, Brett Fudger has a lot of speed. Thomas Rocco, a transfer from uh, Division I, St. Cloud University. Another guy that has some speed up front, Daniel Calabufo with some more speed. And also some of the returners have some speed. So that's something that you'll see with the strength maybe against this weekend with Hobart and Elmira College, two other nationally ranked teams, uh, where that speed's going to start to show uh, really in that lineup and during the course of a hockey game.
0: And you know what? That's a, that's a very good point you mentioned about the, the schedule. Because honestly, I actually think it's very good to play good teams early, because it really kind of sets the tone for the season. And it shows you, okay, this is where we're at. And if you're you're, you're going to hold your own, you're going to beat those those nationally ranked teams early. That's going to set it up very nicely for the rest of
1: the season. So one one thing Scott that uh, that is talked about a lot is the fact that the Lakers have not beat a nationally ranked team. Uh, since I think it was the 2018-19 season when they tied Geneseo. That was the last time they didn't lose to a nationally ranked team. So that's something that I've been watching over the course of the years is when will that game be? Will that be this weekend against number 5 Hobart? Will that be on Teal Night uh, for number 9 or Elmire College when they come into the uh, the MCC rink? And that's something where, yes, they play that really tough non-conference schedule which helps them in those pairwise standings, which helped them in the poll. And then heading back into Suniak play, they have a really hard weekend next weekend. They're going to play Plattsburgh in the whiteout weekend. I don't know if you're familiar with how big that rivalry is. Uh, you'll have uh, to explain that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, we can talk about that. But yeah. uh, So next weekend is whiteout weekend uh, up in Oswego State. It's the rivalry weekend. Uh, Plattsburgh and Oswego date all the way back, I think, into the 60s and 70s. Uh, I'm the worst historian when it comes to that because I've only been around for a couple of years, but Uh, it's it's one of the coolest moments in Uh in the arena. They they have white out towels Everyone's in all white And it is usually a sold-out crowd and ever since uh last year was iffy because of uh COVID. <laughs> but now that kind of, some of all those restrictions have come off all the students are back fully on campus It is going to be one of the biggest weekends and Plattsburgh is a solid team and it's also the start of conference play so that's going to be a really big game next uh, Friday, but really with this Hobart and this Elmira weekend, uh, it helps them heading into conference play.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sets it up nice. So, um, Well, since we, since we brought up the, the White Owl game, what are some of the, the, the Lakers' biggest uh, rivals and some of the, the fun promo nights, so to speak, that go on during the season?
1: Yeah, so I guess my uh, my first pick's definitely going to have to be uh, that, that whiteout weekend next weekend with Plattsburgh State and also SUNY Potsdam coming into town on Saturday. Uh, they're going to go on the road to play uh, SUNY Geneseo November 18th. That is another big game. Uh, Geneseo's really had the Lakers numbers the past couple of years. Uh, so that's going to be a game on the road in Geneseo where you're going to need to take some points if you're the Oswego State men's hockey team. And then looking forward, uh, they're also going to host uh, their – their uh i think it's oswego hockey classic the january 1st tournament around uh around the first of the year uh and that's going to be uh adrian college is coming to town they won't be playing them in the friday matchup but if both teams win they're expected to see each other for the championship and we adrian college defending uh national champions they're a really solid team and so currently ranked number one. yeah yep, i kind of skipped over this but they will be coming to utica i know yep. you guys are familiar <laughs> with that uh for the Teddy Bear Toss game, I'm excited to be going to the odd for that December third. We'll me meet you I'm there then. There. Yeah, I will definitely. Uh, I will definitely send someone a text, and I'll be there. So uh, absolutely, I need to. I need to say hi to a couple of people there. I think Ray. I need to say yep. to Ray. Ray Biggs uh, he's awesome. Than, yeah, he's an awesome guy. I've heard a lot about him. I need to say hi to him. But that's another game where Utica University, top five program in the nation, they need to get a win against that team to move up really in the Parawise in case they need that at-large bid. Sure, so that's that's the games I have an eye on really uh, throughout the course of this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and again, again it goes right back to what we said. You play those tougher games, you know, the tougher teams, the tougher games, and you know what? Even if you lose a few of them, the voters look kindly on that because like, well, listen, you're playing top-notch competition here. And that's a very good point about the at-large at-large bid because it it helps. It, it really does.
1: Church. Definitely. And especially like I think one of the like we look at the SUNY at conference on our podcast and and really looking overall. And one thing SUNY Geneseo did this year is they're playing weaker teams in non-conference play. But the only reason they're doing that was they're out of gas come the national championship last year uh, for Geneseo. And now looking at Oswego State, they're going to flip flop. They're going to have harder teams lined up outside of conference play. So maybe they get that at large bid come ready to go in March.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know it's it's funny that you mentioned Utica because we had uh, Coach Heenan and Coach Clausen from the women's team on last week, and I was talking you know talk with them both about how fun would that be if there was some day somehow they could all figure it out how to do a Central New York D three tournament. That would be awesome.
1: No, someone's got to host it. Someone's got to That would be awesome. That would be really really cool to see because you have Hamilton College as well, plenty of D three programs, yep. Morrisville, Cortland. You can even bring up. Uh, there's plenty of. of uh, as you Swingo, talk about central hub for hockey. Yeah. It is here.
0: It would be so cool. I mean, even just like, you know, every, having like an annual thing and, you know, every, you know, each program hosts it once a year, you know, that kind of thing. It'd be really super cool. It would. It would be fun. Uh, okay. So, you know what? I mentioned uh, the Utica women's head coach. Why don't we transition right over to the women's team? You like yeah. that little segue I threw in there? That yeah, that kinda... was
1: good. I was waiting for you to get there. I knew it was coming. That was a solid job. I like that. Yeah, see that? See, Dave? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right, so the Oswego State women. So they have got 14 votes in the latest USCHO poll um, right behind Utica. Here we are, right back in the center of New York, right? They got 20 uh, knocking on the door of the top 15. So last season, the, the women Lakers, they went 16-8-1 overall. They were 13-4-1 in the SUNYAC. Uh Again, a little brief overview of their season last year.
1: Yeah, they play, uh, they play in the new new HL, the Northeast Women's Hockey League. It's a weird thing. I don't know why it's not called the Suniac. I'm still searching for that answer. But I was a kind of screwed up when I
0: was doing the research on that. Actually, I was like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's a little weird. But, uh, but yeah, the new HL. It features Plattsburgh, one of the best women's hockey teams uh, in all of Division Three, and they had a solid season last year. They played, uh, like I said, another team that was bouncing back after missing their year, couldn't practice due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Plenty of new players, two brand-new goaltenders, or three brand-new goaltenders in a solid season. They were unable to beat uh, Cortland in the playoffs, uh, an 0-1 uh, overtime winner uh, for the Red Dragons to move on to play, court, uh, to play Plattsburgh. Uh, but for the Lakers, overall, a solid a solid year. They went on to play uh, Adrian College on the road to start their season. They're going to play Adrian College this year. They were able to get plenty of wins uh, against some other teams. They were able to steal some wins away, uh, maybe on the road in some third-period comebacks. So this is another year for this women's hockey team where the goal is to beat that Cortland, beat that Plattsburgh, and win a conference championship. They're still searching for that. Uh, ever since coming back and joining this new conference. Uh, I think it was back in 2017.
0: Yeah, I definitely screwed up the name on that. My apologies. So. No, you're good. Don't worry <laughs> about get, it. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> you, got, so. you got a lot. I, I only have to worry about two teams. And after watching last night's episode, there's plenty of teams to worry about in yeah. Central New York. So you're good. Don't worry about it.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that because, uh, yeah, it can be a little uh, I need a little tracker. That's all. I'm good. <laughs> so anyways. I wish
1: I had one. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about this season. So who are some of the key players that are returning for the Lakers this season?
1: Uh, overall, a lot of the offensive core is returning for Oswego say for the women's hockey team. There's a couple of uh, defensemen also returning. Uh, I guess I'm going to look at goaltending first. Uh, Joanna Hebert, uh, one of the starters last year, she played the majority of the games, also splitting with another uh, goaltender, but she is also returning in net, along with another uh, goaltender, Rachel Braze. So two out of the three returning this year in the goaltending tandem or trio. Uh, moving ahead to the defense, they did lose Philomena Taggart, uh, who was and Shine Kennedy, who also played for Morrisville, transferred to Oswego. Uh, so those were a couple of players they lost. Uh, but looking ahead, really, uh, and then in the forward core, I guess that's where a main, a lot of a lot of the main players stuck around uh, that I really keep my eyes on. Uh, Morgan shines. Kylie Grugan, Mia Comboy, also coming back. And you look at maybe that sophomore, junior class, uh, uh, Ariella Haas also returning. She's in one of those leadership groups. Uh, Avery Webster returning on the defensive course. So there's plenty of players, and like I said, could not name all of them. There's so many returning that have been a solid uh, part of this team. And like I said, it's by committee for this women's hockey team. And there's plenty of players that can either put in the back of the net or make a defensive stop at any point, And a lot of them are returning for the squad.
0: That's, you know, again, it, it, it helps so much to have a, a veteran heavy squad. It, it really does because you got that leadership core in place, like you said, and, and that's that's great. Uh, how about key losses? In terms of key
1: losses, I already taut- uh, touched on it a little bit. I tried not to go ahead. But <laughs> Philomena Tegger, uh, defenseman. Uh, Shane, uh, Shine Kennedy, also another defenseman. Ashlyn uh, McAleer. Uh, two of the, two of those players were captains last year and really the hard soul of the team, the group that really got this program through COVID, I would guess to say, and that, that's that literally last season was last year. So they moved on and left. And, uh, also there was a couple players up top, uh, Emily Gustafson left, uh, she's gone no longer with the program. So there was maybe not as many losses in terms of this women's hockey team, but the pieces they did leave, uh, that moved on from this program were still some key parts. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: but but again, you know, if if you can keep your your core together, that that's that's huge, right there.
1: Totally, totally agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, how about some overall team strengths? Some team strengths for this women's hockey team: a lot of speed, a lot of passing. There's a plenty of players. Uh, Simone Bednarik, Ariel Haas, two of the fastest players on the team. Also, uh, can put the puck in the back of the net. They have plenty of people that can shoot the puck. And that's where I think it's one. I say committee a lot, but that's there's no one player really doing the offensive uh, load out there. It's uh, plenty of different players. Their defensive uh, side of the things. They have plenty of new players, also transfers coming in. Uh, Malone, Kenzie Malone's joining the squad from Augsburg University. Megan Gates from Sacred Heart University. Uh, Post University transfer Lexi Levi uh, heading in between the pipes. So there's plenty of new players that can strengthen that core uh, defensively solid team, uh, solid core really. But up front, there's plenty of players that can put the back, uh, puck in the back of the net. Uh, so I would go with, the with the speed and shooting, I guess on the offensive side of things. Certainly an exciting team. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I, and like I said, haven't named everyone. So, uh, there's still plenty of players that uh, can do the job.
0: Yeah, and I, I go through that sometimes, too. I get talking about things, and all of a sudden, you, you think about it afterwards. Like, oh, geez, I should have included that, too, but it's yeah, all good. totally. All good. Totally. <laughs> so looking ahead at the schedule, what do we got for some key games on that schedule?
1: Well, heading into this weekend, I think this is one of the biggest weekends, really, for this women's hockey team. Uh, two games against the number 12-ranked team in the nation, Adrian College, the Bulldogs coming all the way from Michigan. Uh, the take on the Lakers, funny story. Uh, Rachel Corbett, who is on the team, uh, her twin sister, is on the Adrian team, Emma Corbett. So the twins get the face-off for the second and third time in their college careers after playing last year in Adrian. So that's a side storyline, but really overall, those two games this weekend set the tone uh, for the overall year in terms of this women's hockey team. Looking ahead, uh, they have a doubleheader weekend with a home-and-home series against SUNY Cortland, the team they lost to last year. Uh, in the playoffs. And that's another solid team uh, down south of 181 or Interstate 81. Uh, and then looking at Plattsburgh later on the year in December, that's going to be another big game at home. They have Amherst College, who is also ranked on January 3rd after Christmas break. And then heading into the second part of the season, they will play Utica College or Utica University. I'm going to. Well, we're, screw we're still trying to get used to that too. It's, yeah, uh, I'm still, getting, everybody I'm still is. getting used to that one. Uh, but they go on the road to Utica. Uh, for a Tuesday night game non-conference, which will also be big. We'll see where uh, the Pioneers are ranked uh, come later in the season. Plattsburgh State, they have to go there for a a weekend uh, there, which is going to be a big test for them. Uh, But it's later in the season, so we'll see how that goes. But overall, uh, it's really uh, all those games are going to be important. One thing that I've said about the Suniac and also the new HL is any team can beat anyone at any given night. I know you know that as a hockey fan. Absolutely. uh, But that's... That's really anything. It's really unpredictable where this season's going to go in terms of where everyone ranks. Uh, I know on the women's hockey side of things, I have Plattsburgh, Cortland, Oswego, the top three in the in the conference. But I don't know what order to put them in. And right. that's simply, simply that's how it's going to be laid out heading into this year. And we'll see where this women's hockey team can really start out. They have a big weekend coming up, but that's, I guess, circled on the calendar first. You know, and
0: that's what makes it so fun when you have a, a conference that's got some parity right? Because every once in a while you see a conference that's got like one or two dominant teams and everybody else is kind of trying to chase them. But it's fun when you got teams that, like you said, anybody can be anybody on any given night. It just makes every game that
1: just that little extra edge, you know? Yeah, that, that women's hockey conference has come a long way. Freshman year, I would say it's a one conference team of Plattsburgh State. And that's a really good, solid team up there in North Country. But over the over the past two years after COVID, Uh, SUNY Cortland and Oswego State those coaching staffs and that team and those teams have done a solid job of really closing in that margin uh, between Plattsburgh State and the rest of the conference and now we'll see where this year goes I know there's plenty of other teams in that conference that can get the job done and we'll see where the Lakers really fall
0: yeah absolutely And I also noticed they're coming to Hamilton College too it's uh,
1: November 27th it looks like Yep, so I, I skipped over that one, but another <laughs> solid program and another solid game non-conference. That's one thing that head coach Mark Digby, along with head coach Ed Gozick, they love playing those top teams uh, around the nation non conferencely and, and that's really what both both teams, going back to both teams, that's what they plan on doing this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, and the reason I actually pointed that out is because, again, they're 3-1-5, uh, they're playing Morrisville in the 3-1-5, so we got the entire 3-1-5 yep. covered just about here, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Everyone, Everyone's in that small little blanket of uh, the 315 area code. So. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Well, Zach, this has been a lot of fun, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And again, like I said, thank you for all your, your flexibility here because I, I actually had to reschedule you a couple times because of things that popped up and all that. You're, you're the best, man. Thank you. No, so, no,
1: thank uh, thanks for obviously having me on. I really appreciate being on the other side of things. Usually I'm doing the interviewing, so uh, this worked out perfectly. This is awesome. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So, Tyler, before you go, Tell us
0: where we can find you on social media. Tell us, recap your work again for us so we know where to find you and where we can listen to
1: you. Of course. Uh, my my personal Twitter is uh, ZachK6. Uh, there's no H on the end, so it's just Z-A-C-K-6. Uh, that's one thing I'm trying to do with the branding. But, uh, no, <laughs> uh, moving past that, you can find all of my work. I do Oswegonian stuff with the student newspaper uh, from sports writing all the way to our podcast, the Oswegonian Hockey Podcast, covering both. Uh, the men's and women's hockey team here at Oswego State. There's weekly interviews. We release a podcast episode almost every week uh, during hockey season. Uh, and then moving cool. past that, uh, the radio station. So uh, if you guys want to listen in and tune in to uh, some Lakers hockey, I'm going to be heading on the road this weekend and heading to Hobart, heading to the cooler. Uh, but you can follow all of us. Uh, I think NYO Sports is our Twitter page for all of our broadcast information uh, in terms of radio. Very cool. And I think the
0: uh, the podcast is on both
1: Apple and Spotify, correct? Yep. You can uh, search it up, Apple. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on Audacity, I think. It's it's really everywhere. Wherever you find your podcasts, uh, you can find the Oswegonian Hockey Podcast. And it's also on our website. If you go to oswegonian.com, uh, you can find all of our sports uh, stories there on the Lakers hockey teams and also every other Lakers sports team there and, uh, of course, the, the podcast.
0: And I'll have to check to make sure Mike's got the link on uh, the 315 hockey link tree for you, too. So... Absolutely. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. Well, Zach, thanks a million, man. We really appreciate it. And, uh, well, like I said, we're definitely going to see you in Utica on December 5th, or, th- or is it December 3rd? Is it Teddy Bear December Toss? December 3rd. That Saturday was
1: it. Saturday night, Teddy Bear Toss. There and it hopefully is. Hopefully the Lakers keep the Teddy Bears in the stands. That's what I'll be rooting for. I know that's <laughs> a flip-flop for me, but... uh <laughs> That's what I'm telling everyone. He's got to stay in the stands that night. It's got to be a shutout. So. Well,
0: we won't tell the fans in Utica you said that. How's that? <laughs> oh,
1: they're they're probably going to hear it. I'll get booed out
0: of the arena before I even walk in there. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, Zach, we'll be in touch. Thanks with you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. That was Zach Case covering Oswego Hockey for everybody. We appreciate him coming on, and we appreciate you listening. And we will see you next week on 315 Hockey.